When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a film fanatic. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. With a quick trigger warning that this episode will cover topics of suicide. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. With Today, in 1989, Dead Poet Society premiered. The film starred Robin Williams, as well as a young Ethan Hawke. The June 2nd premiere was in select cities including Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, and Toronto. It came out nationwide on June 9th. Dead Poet Society was a true crowd-pleaser, both an audience and critical favorite. It did well in theaters, and it went on to get Academy Award nominations for Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Actor for Robin Williams, and won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. It won the BAFTA Award for Best Film, the Caesar Award for Best Foreign Film, and the David DiDonatello Award for Best Foreign Film. In the film, John Keating, played by Robin Williams, arrives as a teacher at a strict boys' academy. He's an enigmatic and engaging teacher, and his unconventional methods make the boys, who are normally bored and staid, become engaged in both their curriculum and their inner lives. Keating has several taglines that fans of the film attached to, like, make your lives extraordinary. Keating teaches poetry, and he makes the teens engage in poetry and language in a way that they have never before. The primary characters beyond Keating are a group of friends who are all in Keating's class, including a new boy who is only attending the school for his senior year and happened to room with one of the boys in the boisterous friend group. Their names are typical New England classics. Knox, Neil, Richard, Gerard, and Charlie. Todd, the new boy, serves as the audience's eye as an interloper into life at the boarding school and understanding why it's such a challenge to get into this inner circle. Inspired by Keating's own membership in a secret club called the Dead Poet Society while he was a student at the school, Neil and his pals decide to revive the club. The boys begin to follow their individual passions and dreams instead of their rich parents' ideas of them and their futures, with consequences in some cases, but I'll let you watch the film for yourself to find out the ending. Though none of the young actors playing the students were very well known at the time, many of them went on to have interesting and illustrious careers in Hollywood and beyond. Josh Charles played Knox Overstreet before going on to star in The Good Wife as the dreamy lawyer Will Gardner. Robert Sean Leonard played Neil Perry and went on to play sidekick to Dr. House on House, where he played Wilson, the oncologist. And I'd be remiss not to mention Ethan Hawke as a main character named Todd Anderson though Ethan Hawke certainly needs no introduction. But of course, the true star of the film was Robin Williams as John Keating. 
Though Williams was definitely already a star before Dead Poet Society, the role catapulted him to further fame and cemented his reputation as a whimsical man who could play inspirational, funny, and serious, all at the same time. As an actor and entertainer, Williams was best known for his unique improvisational skills and zany comedy. His incredible career began with stand-up comedy. This helped him get signed for his own TV show, Mork and Mindy, which was a spin-off from a popular episode of Happy Days. Williams played Mork, an alien who comes to Earth from the planet Orc in an egg-shaped spaceship. His first big-screen moment was playing the title character in Popeye, a Robert Altman-directed adaption. From there, he kept getting great gigs, alternating between comedy and more dramatic roles, both of which he excelled at. His characters were wide-ranging, from a Russian musician who defected to America during the Cold War, to a silly yet influential radio DJ to a dead man, wandering through heaven and hell to find his wife. Williams' life was plagued with personal struggles that he battled while building his illustrious career. He struggled with addiction to drugs and alcohol for several decades. His romantic life was stormy and he struggled with infidelity. Williams was found dead in his home in California in August of 2014 by suicide. It was later revealed that in addition to his decades-long struggle with mental health and addiction, he also received a serious Parkinson's disease diagnosis, which is a progressive disease that affects movement and speech. Robin Williams' death was a nationwide tragedy. He was a beloved actor, an entertainer, and his films were a huge part of the culture, but he will live on in the stories his friends share about him. A personal favorite is Billy Crystal's tale of Williams leaving him long prank voicemails from fictional characters. Crystal told one of these stories at Williams' funeral and had the crowd laughing. I can't think of a better way to remember such a hilarious man than the stories of laughter. For today's music fact, we have a very special guest. Rebounder is here to talk about a June 2nd in the band's history. Take it away. How you doing? This is Dylan from Rebounder in New York City. June 2nd, 2019, we were playing a festival in Columbus, Ohio. We were really excited about the festival because my grandma lives in Columbus, Ohio. So it's kind of an excuse to go get to hang out with Grandma Mimi. So we fly there. And then the plan was to fly back that day. And, uh, and then all the flights to New York are canceled. And we'd met this couple at the festival, and they also were flying back to New York. So we wind up going in on this car with them, total strangers, and they drove us back to the city. I kind of fell asleep pretty early, as did Kobe on drones. My brother Noah wound up having to like really show our gratitude and kind of hang with them for the eight hours that is that drive. Yeah, I just remember not wanting to fall asleep. And you and Kobe did not seem to have that problem at all, <laughs> but... I stayed awake for that whole drive, which was probably seven, eight hours. Wasn't that guy like watching The Office while he was driving? Yep. That's why I was wide awake. <laughs> and then I ran into Christine, the woman of the, from that couple, on the street a couple months later. And she showed love and I showed love back and it was great. And I'm really excited for live music to come back so more weird things like that can happen. Bring the story full circle. We're playing the Wonder Bus Festival in Columbus, Ohio. Again, it's in August this year. Our boy Sloan Dayglow is playing the fest as well. I'm so excited to play the show. And I'm even more excited to meet whoever's going to drive me and the guys back to New York. Maya, thanks so much for having us. I hope everyone out there has a great one. And we'll see you all real soon. Bye-bye. And now for today's final segment, I will be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 2nd in my life. On June 2nd, 2018, I graduated from high school, which is surprising because that's only three years ago, but it feels like ages. Last night, I actually hung out with one of my friends from high school, um, but it feels very surreal to me that I finished high school 
both simultaneously so little time ago and what feels like forever ago. Um, I was very scared the day that I graduated from high school because I didn't have a plan really going forward. My entire family flew out to see me and went to my graduation. And I was the only person in my entire senior class that didn't commit to a college. I just didn't have a plan for that. I was going to focus on music and I didn't know what that meant, but it felt like I had this opportunity to do so and I didn't want to waste it. Um, I'm really thankful that it worked out well because I don't know what I would have done if it hadn't. I guess I would have gone to college and pursued that path, but I definitely don't think I would be nearly as happy with my life in any capacity. But sometimes that's the right move for people. And I'm just thankful that I listened to my gut and did the thing that felt like it was right for me. On my grad cap, though, I painted the cover artwork for Feelings Are Fatal because I wanted to try and put as much energy behind this whole music thing as I could possibly do. So everybody had their colleges that they were dedicating their time to on their caps, or they had collections of some sort of memories from high school. And I put the cover artwork for a single that I wrote that changed my life, and I'm really glad I did. And I'm really thankful every single day that I get the opportunity to have this be my job. So thanks for supporting me and all the things I do, including my podcast. Thanks for going back in time with me. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.